am joined with two fantastic guests, Lisa Pickney and Faye Coleman. How are you today? Fantastic. <laughs> Excellent. Faye, where are you located? I'm in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Cherry Hill, oh, New Jersey. Yeah, right outside of Philly. Got it. And Lisa, where are you located today? I am actually located in Smyrna, Georgia. It's a suburb of Atlanta. Awesome. I really appreciate the two of you joining today. The topic is cannabis as a gateway to ag tech. And that phrase has many meanings. And from a retro 21 perspective, we had scientists on talking about what they're doing to help Im improve the yield of, of crops. And today we could talk supply chain, the retail side, the distribution side, the regulatory side. There's many aspects to this equation. And one of the big deals today is around artificial intelligence. The technology is moving very quickly and it's impacting us in ways that a lot of us don't realize. Congressional hearing uh, a few weeks back and some of these concerns were raised as far as the need for some type of regulation. I wanted to gain your perspectives uh, as far as how is AI impacting your business currently and what are some of the prospects for the future? What are some of the thoughts that you have? So let's start out by just telling about your business, your backgrounds. Faye, we could start with you. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, my name is Faye Coleman. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Pure Genesis. Uh, before getting into the cannabis space, I had a, a significant career uh, beginning in the food industry. Uh, as a senior level leader in engineering, uh, Kraft Journal Foods, Campbell Soup is what brought me to New Jersey. I then switched into operations and went into some uh, direct level positions with the Home Depot, Target, and CVS before going into cannabis full time. Uh, as I shared with you, Michael, a little earlier, uh, it was interesting getting into this space. I actually flew out to Colorado to see if this was uh, something for me. I said, hey, there's going to be a bunch of folks getting high and I need to get back to work as soon as possible. Uh, or this is something that I can absolutely thrive in. I came back, I was excited and I got started. So our company is Pure Genesis. We are a minority women business enterprise. We have over 250 years of experience from corporate to cannabis. We are looking to be a cannabis provider. We currently have five business entities where we have secured a cannabis license in New Jersey, and we're going to be opening up retail operations in Atlantic City. We've also uh, grown hemp in three states, uh, that being Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and South Carolina for CBD. Uh, we're launching a CBD-infused cooler called Genesis in January 2004, and we do business and education consulting where we have a trademark workshop called Now, where we train at-risk youth ages 13 to 22 on the history, the plant, the medicinal value, and the business of cannabis, as well as drug prevention and incarceration. And last but not least, we have a foundation where we give back through profit sharing. So excited to be here today. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Lisa Pickney. Absolutely. Good afternoon. Good afternoon or good morning. I am Lisa Pinkney. I am the president of True Leaf Georgia, which is a I call it like a franchise of the actual True Leaf Cannabis Corporation, which is headquartered in Tallahassee, Florida. True Leaf is a multi-state operator where we are present in 11 states throughout the United States. I 
come from a, a healthcare regulatory background. I also have a healthcare consulting business that I've had in place for 19 years. So I am a small business owner, minority certified business enterprise and disadvantaged business enterprise. I came into this through my own company about five years ago. And one of my clients who was a physician wanted to know what's going on in the field of medical cannabis in Georgia. So I went out, researched it, and lo and behold, we decided that we would enter into a business in the state of Georgia. So similar to Faye, I put together a core group of people and I flew out to Oklahoma. And I wanted to see is this real? I want to see a grow facility. I want to see a dispensary. Is this really real? My research took me there, made some connections, and I saw how they were operating in Oklahoma. And it was just amazing. So when I finally got back to Atlanta, I decided we're going to move forward with going for a license here in the state of Georgia. And the best laid plans don't always work out. I thought I was going for my own small business license here and mm -hmm. realized I needed to fundraise at least 20 to $40 million. Mm -hmm. I started with $5 million and I couldn't get that. So I said, okay, it's time to pivot. And <laughs> so that's when I decided maybe I can partner with one of these multi-state operators. And so I started interviewing them as they were interviewing me. And I met with three of them. And I ended up um, partnering with the second one I met with. And while I was in the middle of that negotiation, another one came back and said, would you like to be on our teams? I'm a good partner. I come at it from a regulatory compliance and a science standpoint. Mm -hmm. I am a clinical laboratory scientist. Uh, master's in healthcare administration and a PhD in business. So I bring a lot to the table, just like they bring a lot to the table. So that's awesome. how I got here. Thanks for sharing that. Hey, you mentioned sourcing. So you visited some of the fields. Lisa, you mentioned going out on these missions. What did that entail? When we got started, we had learned some lessons pretty quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. in this space in terms of bad actors. The day before we were going to submit our application for a full vertical license, we had to return a $10 million check mm -hmm. uh, because we had a bad actor who was uh, somewhat nefarious, but it taught us in, uh, an understanding of where we are, the mm -hmm. field that we're playing on and how we need to look at this industry. Mm -hmm. So very quickly, we determined we were not going to be held uh, to winning a license in order mm -hmm. to enter into this industry. So we flipped the cannabis coin over and we got into hemp. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's how we had begun to uh, look at the business of CBD at the time, which was quite lucrative. And um, we got underway. We have grown up to 25 acres of hemp uh, for CBD. Uh, but interestingly enough, as we were growing it, the industry in terms of the product just fell out from underneath mm -hmm. us. and. Um, even more interesting enough, and I think Lisa coined it, the best laid plans, right? There was a hurricane that actually came through <laughs> our growth. And interestingly enough, I can't say that word enough, the hurricane's name was Hurricane Faye. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, that's the truth. There are signs and then there are signs. Although we decided to shutter that end of our business, it did give us a significant 
uh, leg up in terms of our understanding mm-hmm. of how to grow and the capabilities mm-hmm. within CBD. So we pivoted because at that particular time, CBD is, was almost free and still is. We got into the CPG space. Mm-hmm. And we got into the CPG space and then we developed a cooler. So the cooler that we developed is called Genesis. We have six flavors and uh, we call it the future of happy hour. And it's our way of introducing CBD in a non-threatening way, especially to minority communities who are still somewhat challenged by the thought of cannabis and CBD and the impact it can have on them. We're pretty excited about it. We're going to launch it in January, but that's how we got into the CBD space. And that's how we got into growing hemp. And uh, Lisa, so you're on the grow side as well. Is that part of your operation? Yes. Grow is part of our operation. So here in Georgia, we have our license. And I will say that we are in the state of Georgia. They allow for six licenses, two for class one, which is a hundred yeah, 100,000 square foot grow and four for class two licenses, which mm-hmm. is a 50,000 square foot grow. Right now, the only licenses that were awarded were class one. So there are only two of us growing mm-hmm. and we're the only ones dispensing. We opened four dispensaries so far. And I'm very proud of that because my team is just on it. And the company I work with, they have done this multiple times. We have 120 dispensaries already located in Florida, and we're starting new here in Georgia with four. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have a grow and production facility in South Georgia, in Adel, Georgia, and then we have our four dispensaries. Okay. You are both covering this from a holistic perspective, Mm -hmm. from the supply side to the retail side. And it's interesting in the earlier episodes with Arnold Howard, he talked a lot about some of the ways in which to enhance the the growth side, everything from pest prevention to ways in which to enhance yield, like through plasma technologies and lighting systems. So that's very interesting from that perspective. And so that quickly takes us into that technology AI space where there's a lot happening. I just watched a video the other day and you have the large combines and and tractors that go through the field and some distribute fertilizer and pesticides. This one had a laser apparatus attached to it. And so it actually treated the fields for weeds through laser technology and an AI engine behind it. So there's a lot happening right now. And of course, there's the bleeding edge side of it. And once these technologies get further proven out, then there's greater a- a adoption. So from your perspective, not only on the growth side, but even on the retail side, what is your perspective? Has AI impacted your operations currently? Are you using any AI tools in that regard? What are your thoughts? As I look at the cannabis industry, I look at it in three buckets. I look at it in the grow side, the manufacturing and processing and the dispensing or retail side. And I find that Grow is, they have a lot of different technologies and things that are going on. Not sure about how AI is impacting the Grow side, but definitely I think it will have some type of impact on the manufacturing processing side and even the regulatory piece and the Mm -hmm. compliance piece. And that's my lane where I 
I start at? I look at the data analytics piece. I know there's a lot that can be done with data analytics. And I think that's in the AI bucket as well. That's where I see AI being impactful into the industry. And even I will say also with the licensing piece, because that's very important to us too, because responding to licenses in in the various states is an art. It's a whole business Mm -hmm. behind that. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you're saying you're going to do in these licenses, you need to have some kind of checks and balances to ensure that you're going to do what you've promised the state that you're going that what you Mm -hmm. said you were going to do. So I think Mm -hmm. that's another piece that I believe that AI could be very useful and helpful overall. Most definitely. There's a lot happening in that space. As a matter of fact, yet another story that I read just the other day, uh, a judge had chastised some of the attorneys because they were, they're using chat GPT and other AI tools to spin up briefs and do some of the research. And the judge was picking up on some of that and what he or she was reading. Mm-hmm. How yeah. about you, uh, Faye? So thank you for that. And I know that Lisa is a true subject matter expert in the area of regulation and compliance, as well as other areas. I'm most certain of that. So I'm excited to learn from her today. My focus, though, I'm going to look at AI uh, as it relates to innovation and growth within the dispensary. I I believe it, you know, it's got to be directed towards operations optimization and the customer or patient experience. I was just looking the other day online, I was looking at some of the leaders in the spaces they're moving forward. And Nadella, who's the CEO of Microsoft, said, I definitely fall into the camp of thinking of AI as augmenting human capability and capacity. Mm-hmm. That was pretty strong. Mm-hmm. So in other words, I guess the question is, will we be better with AI? And the, the big, bigger question is, if so, how? With that, I look to add value through the supply chain. And as we look at AI, for us, it's going to be improving customer and patient engagement or service. We need a watchdog. And I think at least Lisa alluded to this a little earlier. We need a watchdog or an organization or tech that will serve as a trusted source for quality products, data, and education uh, that come into the dispensary or is a part of the dispensary. Uh, And we need to have the ability to optimize operations from inventory management to staffing to delivery, uh, both independently as well as in an integrated fashion. 